Alright, welcome everyone to Joe Star All-Stars, a podcast by four swole Michelangelo nerds. For all of you swole Michelangelo nerds out there, as always, I'm Joey. I'm Grant. I'm Tim. And I am still Victor. I'm still here. Today we're here to talk to you about JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, Window Goldio, episode 39. The Sleeping Slave. Episode the final. final. Episode, episode final. We did it. We're here. We'll, we do a little JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Watch Along podcast where we have watched each and every episode of the mainline show that has come out. The David Productions, Phantom Blood, through Window Goldio. Beautifully it, crafted. That statement will not be true on the day that we release this. Shut God the damn fuck it. Up. No, wait. <laughs> Uh, yeah, you're right. God damn it. Stone Ocean's <laughs> slightly ahead of us. Also, we haven't watched the Rohan OVAs, but we'll get to that maybe. Yeah, we'll no, 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 the original Stardust OVAs. <laughs> we will get that to those eventually. <laughs> that will be fun. Yeah, sorry, we do a JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Watch Along podcast for me, Chester. We can't, there are no words for what Araki has done here. <laughs> like, uh, I, I'm just, still dumbfounded. I, I watched it, and I. I've watched it twice. You mean perfectly I, landed a goddamn ending? That's no, right. No. That's where I am on the side no. of it. No, no, that's that's not it. That, that's not right. No, it's I can't like a, it. It's like I'm, I'm watching a train wreck, but I'm in the train. Like having an out of body experience, watching my body just get yeah. destroyed. So you're saying you ate some powerful edibles beforehand? Got it. It's like, powerful as well. I cannot. Fathom the amount of cocaine that Iraqi was on throughout. Golden <laughs> Moon, all right, like, like it was. However much it was, it was clearly not intended for mortal bodies. Was <laughs> it too much or not enough? Um, it would it would kill a man, but uh, it was not enough for Iraqi. Apparently, Iraqi is <laughs> no longer. He's long ago. He threw away his humanity. His humanity. Yeah. <laughs> he's not your average mangaka. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and we get the sound effect opening. This starts with the sound effect version of Jorno's version of the boss's opening. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we're getting there. We're getting confused. Did that? Ha- I don't remember this. There are sound effects in this one. <laughs> like yep. I think I was just in, still in shock from the fucking. <laughs> I don't blame you for disassociating your mind out of it, just to protect itself. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Maybe I was busy chasing Bastion during this. I, I <laughs> suffice to say, this opening really good. It is. It's oh, amazing yeah. how fucking good it is. Uh, this, you know what? Final temperature check, Victor. Has Trader's Requiem in this opening grown on you? Do you like it now? Uh, okay. How many openings have we had? We've had uh, nine. Oh, at this point? Nine openings at this point. That sounds right. Yeah. It's either number eight or nine. Ooh. Ooh. Oh. What trace plays I see. Um, okay. It's my bottom three have got to be end of the world fighting gold in this. 
and I don't know what positions they're in. Ooh. Ooh. God, I don't think that's that controversial, think. but like... It, I, I don't necessarily even disagree with you. Because like... Ch- I, I love End of the World, the opening, and, you know, we will never, like, one of the best moments of TV, just the thing it does at the end of the season. But as a song, even with all three of them doing a power group of the previous openings... I do think it's the composition is just like uh, is just pretty weak, right? Like it, it, I agree, it's not something that really is something you want to listen to regularly. But it like, makes a cool opening. Yeah. Yes, undeniably, opening as an opening one, it's like top three. But like as a song, song as a song, I'm listening to like Crazy Noisy Bizarre Town on repeat. So. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. And like, you know what? Like, right behind it is Great Days. I have come all yeah, the way great around days on that. So <laughs> great Days is my number one. It's my number one opening and my number one song. Both. It, it has good it choice. all. It's a perfect it's a opening choice. and a perfect song. It's it, a song it, that has spoilers in it. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, it, I mean, it's just like you get to to, to the to the final chorus in that song and it's just so exalted it, it does so much right music let the voice of love <laughs> take you higher like I actually like Fighting Gold sorry the worst Jojo opening and songs still very good oh yes scale. Like, all <laughs> nine of them are in like the top like 2% of all anime openings all time like it's it's <laughs> but I feel like and while I really love the hell no of like Trader's Requiem and Fighting Gold grew on me. They're not l- lunatic enough, if that makes <laughs> sense. Like, they don't quite capture. There needs to be, like, yeah. Crazy Noisy Bizarre Town is out there in a way I really like. It needed some sort of just unhinged energy to it. And both the songs are very serious. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which I yeah, think contributes. I would put them to- pretty low on my list also. Uh, yeah. Both of the Golden Wind openings. But I still like them. Yeah. It's like, we, I, compared to Sonochino Sadame, the other most serious opening in the in the show, and it just, Tommy Tominaga just belting the whole time, like, just gives yes. it that layer. <laughs> it, it, that has that lunatic energy, the JoJo energy. I feel like these two openings being so serious and played straight is a lot of why I had the wrong way to watch Colton win the first yeah. through, which <laughs> it is sets a wrong impression. It, 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 it sets you up to meet it on the face value as opposed to the Iraqi value. You know? <laughs> the uh, Iraqi, Iraqi, Iraqi value! <laughs> uh, it, yeah. Like, it, it, also, they don't just... These two songs do not succeed on any level as a genre that you would recognize outside of an anime opening. Like, I guess, yeah. yeah. Like, like they're very anime openings. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like "Stand Proud" is just a very functional rock song on its own, and uh, "Fucking uh, Chase" is also a very functional rock song of a different genre Chase on its own. It's just a good song. I yeah, really love like Chase. It, it, it's just a very like and "Crazy Noisy Bizarre Chase Town" is exactly a J-pop boy band song. Like, it just yeah. is. It, and Chase. you just don't get any sense of grounding for "Fighting Gold" or. Uh, or Trader's Requiem. They exist unto themselves, and you can't really port them outside of the show. Yeah. Okay. I, I think I agree. Hey, yeah, no. that makes sense. I agree with your points. I'm glad yeah. we spent this much time talking about this, because uh, basically the entire to... episode is Mista beats the shit out of the guy. <laughs> Mista, <laughs> no, Mista <laughs> committing a kidnapping? 
the, took the this right is man the for episode. the job. It's just a Mista character assassination. That's all this episode is. It's incredible. Uh, I'm going to he just say it. Uh, Mista did nothing wrong given his information. He gets That's the job done. All. Did nothing wrong. He handles the stand user terribly. Yeah, I he think really he had the right idea, just murdering him, and then yeah, doesn't the the stand power makes it so that can't work? Question mark. Sort of. He doesn't try very hard. Yeah, he could have choked him to death. <laughs> no, you know, you know why he didn't. Uh, like, okay, so two things. One is he can't possibly let anything bad happen to Bucciarati. So as soon as he realizes that the stone is gone, he's like, I don't care about this guy anymore. Of course. Uh, <laughs> all right. Two is. And we, we will get to this when he's gun misfires. That was the fourth shot of the Russian roulette. And now he doesn't trust anything anymore. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. Oh, that does it. You solved yeah. it. Wow. Wow. I'll trade I'll trade a thousand Naranches Nabakios for one <laughs> Bucciaretti. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> and you would be st- like still making out like a bandit on that train. <laughs> I will just give you a thousand Nabakios. Please take them. I'm so tired of all the piss. <laughs> There's so much piss. <laughs> I've tried putting down puppy pads. Dear God, what do they drink? I don't drink. <laughs> I don't even keep teacups anywhere anymore. <laughs> I've thrown them all away. I, I go in the fridge and every carton of beverage has been replaced. <laughs> Have you ever seen a carton of piss? I only drink from unopened bottles of water now. <laughs> and he's getting he's getting smart. He's sealing them back. <laughs> A cap. God. Anyway, what do we open on? Uh, The elevator where he's just holding up the picture so we can see the guy who's hiding behind the wall. Hey, you you the sculptor? Sure, why not? You have the photo right there. No man looks like this. I've got 300 tags on my jacket. Do what do you think? <laughs> he's to sees the terrifying sculpture of Bucharati. He's like, "Wait, is this an in- is this the work of an enemy stand?" Melee <laughs> shoots the guy. Finally man. gotten to him. <laughs> the last horse crosses the finish line. <laughs> The only one running the race and still lost. Yeah, he's like, yep, it's fucking stands. Shoots the guy in the hand. Oh, we get... Okay, so this man has a crown of thorns, and we're about to shoot him right through both palms. I wonder what that means. Why? Why? (laughs) Imagery. Is really having a religious moment here in this season. I don't get... It doesn't amount to literally anything. All of the Christ-like imagery we have seen throughout this entire part has amounted to actual nothing. (laughs) No, but, Victor, you have to understand something. There's a character named the Devil. (laughs) But, Victor, you have to admit it was very aesthetic. <laughs> yeah. Right, it's it's fashionable, not functional. Got it. it Instead of Rocky considers Christ about the same as Dio, neither <laughs> neither matter. Um, he's just making an Evangelion reference. <laughs> Evangelion, really? I don't, I don't fucking know how to say it. I've never watched that in my life. Evangelion. Mm. Evangelion. 
Sure. Evangelon. Evangelon. (laughs) (laughs) Just fucking, like, it's like Iraqi read a book on symbolism, but did not get past, like, the first two chapters. (laughs) (laughs) Symbolism for dummies. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, oh, yeah, I should just, like, put in these things that let people know what's going on. It's just like, you have to actually relate it to something in the <laughs> no, text I don't. No, I don't. <laughs> something in the text <laughs> something <laughs> I, I love the sculptor's outfit he's wearing like a gray shirt with dog tags all over it and just uh, just metal tabs yeah purple and red spider web tights and blue shoes <laughs> i'm kind of here for him okay he looks kind of cool I, this like guy him. has a look, and I like it. Look, Araki saw him in his notes and was just like, oh, I've got to get this guy in here somehow. <laughs> Shit, I forgot. <laughs> I mean, if oh, I... Oh, fuck, I forgot. If fuck, I was this a... is my favorite stand user this season. Oh, fuck, I gotta fit him back in. <laughs> All right, his stand is a stone. What should I call it? Rolling stones. You did it again, says Rocky to himself as he writes down the name of the stand. Okay, so Mista is like, okay, tell me what uh, what the deal with your stand is, and the guy's like, I I don't, I don't even know stand is. You mean my ability? You mean that rock, Rolling Stone? (laughs) My ability, Rolling Stone. He's like, I've had this since I was a kid. Yeah, it's just been like foreshadowing murders forever, and I just, uh, yeah, it's just I have no yeah it sucks, it. man. <laughs> I've tried to kill myself, but I can't because the rock won't let me. The rock won't <laughs> let me. Oh, and your best friends in that stone, he's fucking dead. Like, Sorry, it, let it me rephrase be. that for you, Joey. I tried to kill myself, but I can't because Dwayne the Rock Johnson Dwayne the rock. won't let me. <laughs> <laughs> It's just such a good guy. He's there to catch me every time I jump off the bridge. I'm sorry. I've tried to kill myself, but I can't because The Rock, directed by Michael Bay and starring Nicolas Cage, won't let me. (laughs) I gotta know what's on that microfiche at the end. So, is it the virus that makes them name their stands this way? Because <laughs> it's gotta be right. There's no other. There's no other commonality. Did this guy no. have a parent that was shot with the stand, or a kid? He said he's had it since he was a kid, so it's gotta be his his parents. Yeah. Yeah. So who's 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 his dad or mom? Uh, Dio, obviously. I I, I think he's <laughs> such a. I think he's such a good sculptor that like he like created his own ability. Like uh, Antonio. Tim. Antonio. Tim. We, yeah. We've established this. What? It's an alien virus. That's yeah. the that's the explanation we're sticking to forever. Well, like, couldn't you have been a natural born uh stand user like like Avdong? See, I think they just inherited the virus from their ancestors. Because stand users, when they have kids, their kids have stands sometimes. Uh maybe he's Most the of boss. The time. Sorry, yeah. that, what was that Tim? Oh, I said maybe he's the boss. <laughs> Yeah, you know what? We haven't seen the boss yet, have we? The quadrality of man. <laughs> okay, you know what? That's my new headcanon. This is the boss's third personality. <laughs> have you considered that this is the Jesus figure to the, the, the Diavolo's Antichrist figure? Maybe it's Bukarati's other personality. 
That's why it's Rolling Stones and Sticky Fingers. We never see them in the same room at the same time. Hmm. Mm. Mm. I'm not buying it. I'm not feeling it. I think that's what it is. No, absolutely not. (laughs) Absolutely not. Uh, I think this guy is just a loser. (laughs) He's really sad because his stand is a curse. It's a cheap trick. This is a sad stand. I, I I feel sorry for this boy. Actually, yeah. It's I like him. just really brutalizes this guy because he's not listening oh, yeah. to what the guy's saying. He's already I shot mean, him in the hand. He can't, that hand's going to heal funny. He's going to have a hard time sculpting again. <laughs> he still cripples this man for life. This is this man's livelihood. Uh, yeah. I don't he, believe that. He probably needs to be shot a couple more times. I, I have absolutely no faith that this man is actually a sculptor. You're right. Do you think it's just all the stand? I think it's just the stand. Who's People buying just, these stand sculptures? They're <laughs> not. They're not. He's he's just claiming to be a novice sculptor because he always has a fucking weird carving behind him. It's the only way to explain it to people. Actually, <laughs> you're right. That makes perfect sense. I, I, think about it. I really like the idea that he makes these like terrible sculptures of people dying. Like he's the person in the Bloodborne universe that makes all those terrible fucking statues. <laughs> I, I, I love the idea because that you're like saying it's like at a job interview. And they're like, "What's that rock?" And he's like, oh, I'm a sculptor. Oh, I'm a sculptor. <laughs> oh okay. And, okay. And then Daniel from accounting just dies. It's <laughs> <laughs> a lot like Daniel from accounting. It's just a coincidence. Anyway, yeah, anyway. so w- where I see myself in two years is not hanging out with Daniel from accounting. <laughs> uh, actually, I think his position might be open soon. <laughs> in fact, yeah. Can you put in my application? <laughs> God damn it. Uh, so this is a whole lot of him but bondificating. Yeah, this is a lot of back and forth that doesn't really amount to anything. Uh, uh, Mista is just like beating the shit out of this guy. He shoots his other hand, and the rock disappears. <laughs> What's the deal with your stand? Don't worry about it. Okay, I, but I, tell me though. I have a gun. I mean, he tries to explain it to Mista several times, and Mista's just oh, not yeah. hearing it until and he's he like, goes away. Dude, Th- this rock is not following you. It's following your your friend Bucciarati. Um and uh, you, he's probably going to die soon. So you should probably you know just accept that and uh, go on with your life. <laughs> Let me talk he's to Bucciarati. It's the only way to save his life. Also, the rock has, is like going to murder him anyway, and it doesn't matter what you or I do. <laughs> it's already been foretold. Oh hey 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 guys hey guys I'm gonna I'm gonna mention this just so that uh. Even if I forget to tell Acacia this later, it'll be on the podcast and she'll hear it eventually. Sure. Uh, the kanji that we originally see appear on the rock, all right, uh-huh. looks like a little box with an X in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It is the kanji kyo, uh, which means uh, ominous or bad luck or disaster, you know, misfortune, something like that, villain. Yeah. Right? Sure. Um, it is a four-stroke kanji. Oh, oh shit. Ooh, that's good. <laughs> Yep, she was trying to decide whether it was four or five strokes, and I think she landed on four eventually, but yes, it is a four-stroke kanji. Nice. Clever or rocky? Um, (laughs) You can be clever sometimes. (laughs) Yeah, sure. I I like how this guy, at first it's very weird how calm he is and how he's not like taking the situation seriously, even though he got shot in the hand. It's probably not the first time it it happened. Yeah, it makes sense in hindsight. So, so now that, like, Brugarati's in actual danger, he's like, all right, first let me tell you about Michelangelo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, it's a fucking zero time dilemma game. <laughs> <laughs> and 
Lord. Michelangelo is hot as fuck. <laughs> just fucking swole ass Michelangelo <laughs> carving this. It's just look. It's every just slab under- of marble has a statue inside it, and it's up to you to find I, out what I what kn- the statue is. I know, There's Grant. A- I've seen SpongeBob. SpongeBob, pay close attention. Look at your marble. Visualize the sculpture within. Then, gently. There's a himbo inside of every slab of granite waiting to break free. It's our job to make sure they come forth into the world, Pista. I'm just convinced this is how uh, pillar men are made. Yeah. They're not born, they're carved. Yeah. Uh, so, to show he's serious, Mista takes the bullets out of his gun. And... <laughs> place Russian roulette with this guy. He's trying to, he's really into, like, going through the hits of intimidating somebody. Uh, Mista pulls the trigger several times here. Do you think he had sex pistols on hand to stop the bullet? No, he removed three bullets. Yeah. He he kept three bullets in, and he spinned the chamber, and and so he's pulling the the trigger. He he pulls the damn trigger. He pulls the trigger on this guy. Three times because he's actually expecting to kill him. And after the third uh, chamber is empty, he is very worried. Yep. Because that means that this was this was fate to him, right? Because the that means the fourth shot is the the chamber is the one with the bullet in it, and then it misfires, and now Misa is just completely gone. Everyone yeah, knows they're wrecked, if, you completely well wrecked. Ma- if you keep your gun well maintained, the weight of the bullets will cause them to fall to the bottom of the chamber, meaning the first few shots are the least likely to get you in Russian roulette. Pro tip for all of you Russian roulette heads out there. <laughs> uh, I intend to never use that knowledge. <laughs> How about that? Coward. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Miss just kind of wrecked right now because he's fired four shots. None of them have gone off. I really like the idea of... Uh, sex pistols coming out and be like, this was Mr. F- number five's fault. He's, he did it. He was supposed to take care of it. <laughs> oh, shucks. Oh, shucks. <laughs> is this why they bully Mr. number five? Is this the number five bullying origin story? This is no. the catalyst. No, this has been no, going on this for is, a long time. This has been part of the number five bullying. It's not his job. <laughs> <laughs> it's, in fact, all of their jobs, but they push all of their responsibilities on number five because he's too much of a bitch to tell them no. <laughs> <laughs> they can still just kick the bullet. <laughs> they don't even need the primer, I don't think. Nope. <laughs> Do you need the primer? I don't know. <laughs> so the guy tells the story, and he's like, look, she, the, the stone shows someone when they're going to die, and it's going to happen in the future. It's set in stone, so to speak. And da, da, my, da, my, da, girlfriend, da, da. <laughs> my girlfriend saw that she was going to die in a few months. No, of a disease. She saw that her father was already no, no. dying of disease. She's yeah. she was, he figured that out. She saw that she was going to die, so she chose to kill herself while her organs would still be usable, so they could be transplanted to her father. Yep. Yep. Uh, okay. And sure. which is a, I guess, a touching and selfless act that that means I, not a goddamn thing to anybody. Yes. Yeah. I mean, it's it sad. The guy, it was, the flower guy was actually, he was crying. It was very affecting. This sort of works on me. It, this is like a weird place for it, again. <laughs> you know, but this is not incompetently done by Iraqi somehow. You know, I'm like, This okay. part of this story leads to no character beats for anybody. Yep. No, again, 
we established <laughs> that Mista was responsible for Naranja the <laughs> which is important important character assassination work here. <laughs> so I really like that Mista is like, I'm done with you, and smack, it just pistol whips this guy and runs away. <laughs> yep. Oh, He's I, like, I gotta get the Butcher out of here. All right. So uh, the guy says, "Defy, uh, you cannot defy the rock, and uh, I have officially claimed that. As the name of my uh, prog rock album. <laughs> yeah. It's... Can't defy the rock. Can't defy the rock. Uh, but then the guy posits, like, I don't know, if you can change the way the rock looks or you break it, like, uh, I guess you could, you could free them from their fate. I don't know. <laughs> Never done it before. Uh, and then Mista, I love that Mista's, like, calling the elevator with his gun while holding this guy up, like, he punches the numbers in with his gun while he's doing it. But he arrives on the seventh floor and calls Fugo and he's like, tell Bukarati there's a sculptor stand after him. And Fugo is just not taking this seriously at all. Not <laughs> like, at all? Not like, this is not a DEFCON stand alert session. Like, there should be a stand <laughs> alert. <laughs> yeah, you like, need a code word for this. He's just like, uh, okay, Butrati's not with you. He went up after you, and he's like, "What? Give me Butrati's phone number." I was like, "You called Butrati's phone number. He left me his phone." <laughs> this <laughs> is Butrati's phone. It's like, because that was the first thing I thought. I'm like, "How does Mista not have Butrati's number?" He does. He does. He called Butrati's number. Yeah. <laughs> Why does Fugo not have his own goddamn phone then? We didn't call Fugo. Who would call Fugo? Who? Nobody calls Fugo. Nobody calls Fugo. Fugo doesn't even have a phone. <laughs> The better question is why Mista has one. He's going on a mission. Would it have been a nice touch if Mista's uh, phone had the four key pried out? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> How do you call somebody if you if they have a four in their key, bro? I'm just not calling you. I'm sorry. You hit the, you hit the two key <laughs> twice, Tim. Ah, okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> all right. Oh, so, Victor. Yeah. Hey, hey, you know okay, think, okay, okay. You know okay, what I think okay, this okay. is a good time for? All right, all right, all right. Let me, let me talk to you all about that. All right. So, uh-huh. some of you may be wondering... What the last thing we're going to do here is because there are some options. We got yeah. Rolling Stones in this episode. I just yeah. made a Can't Stop the Rock reference. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, we haven't done Modern Crusaders yet, which is what we originally had slotted here. But for the love of fuck, people, I already did Enigma once, and uh, there's not much more to mine out of that well. All right. So, uh, you know, there's another stand in this series that we didn't get enough backstory on that we just glossed right over. Uh-huh. So yeah. we're going back. This is a flashback <laughs> interstitial. A flashback, <laughs> flashback interstitial. Oh, my oh, God. <laughs> All right. Could any of you tell me what Mista's last major stand fight was? Craftwork. White album? The White boss. album, everybody? Oh. The boss. Ooh. You're wrong. The boss. Gently right. <laughs> weeping. I mean, I, I guess it was technically fucking uh, Chocolata, but he was out for most of that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Mista helped in that fight. <laughs> anyway, White Album, everybody. Nice. Welcome back, way back, 
to JoJo's Bizarre Western Music Reference, where this week we are covering The Beatles. No, not the band, I mean their eponymous ninth studio album, typically referred to as The White Album due to its all-white record sleeve. The Beatles' only double LP, its 30 tracks cover more than 90 minutes of music, and it is widely considered to be one of the best albums of all time, perhaps the best of all the Beatles' records, depending on whom you ask. Standout songs include Back in the USSR, While My Guitar Gently Weeps, Birthday, and Helter Skelter. No singles were released from the album itself, but Hey Jude came out of the same recording sessions and was released as a promotional non-album single in advance of the record with Revolution as the B-side. This was a rather infuriating habit of the record industry at the time, especially with the Beatles, since it means many of the band's best, most recognizable songs are not on any of their canonical UK release albums. Some of the other Beatles tracks that were non-album singles, She Loves You, I Wanna Hold Your Hand, Day Tripper, Paperback Writer, Lady Madonna. Hate it. Utterly absurd. Anyway, the White Album itself is also kind of absurd. Though the band members may have restrained themselves a bit with their usage of production techniques and exotic instruments, and even restrained themselves a bit in terms of composition by keeping each track to a single genre, in other ways the album feels even more experimental than Sgt. Pepper's or Revolver. Some songs focus on odd characters with names like Bungalow Bill, Rocky Raccoon, or Sexy Sadie. Most of the tracks have no aspirations of ever being played on the radio. For the most dramatic example of how unconcerned with radio the Beatles were, there's a slow, bluesy version of Revolution on this album, and that's actually how it was originally conceived. The faster, more rock and roll version most people are familiar with was recorded specifically to go on the single. For a pophead like me, who thinks the Beatles' early pop hits are god-tier, there's actually not much in these 90 minutes to latch onto besides the songs I've already mentioned. Don't even get me started on Revolution 9, an eight and a half minute collection of musicless noise that adds not a fucking thing to anyone's life. <clears throat> Excuse me. So the big story of the album's recording was, of course, Yoko Ono. But she's not really the story by herself. Every member of the band, save perhaps Ringo, was becoming more and more of an ego in the studio, trying to assert more and more control. There was a lot of arguing, a lot of separate recording. It got so bad that it was rubbing off on the support staff as well, with their manager George Martin leaving for an unannounced vacation at one point, and their chief recording engineer Jeff Emmerich outright quitting in the middle of a session. For John, his ego manifested in the constant presence of Yoko, his new muse and romantic partner. This violated the band's standing rule of not allowing wives and girlfriends to visit the recording sessions, which instantly caused friction, of course it did. But it was further exacerbated by John's obvious disinterest in his bandmates and their work as compared to whatever he was doing with Yoko. But really, it, it wasn't just John. Everybody was fed up with everybody else, and John later said of it, the breakup of the Beatles can be heard on that album. The most obvious example of that sentiment is the high point of the record, George Harrison's song While My Guitar Gently Weeps, which is partially about the band falling apart. Harrison had to get his good friend Eric Clapton to contribute guitar work on the track because of how little John or Paul cared about it. You can also hear the group's animosity toward each other in how disjointed everything seems. Nearly half the tracks feature less than the full band on the recording, with a few of them being totally solo works. 
Back in the USSR actually features a composite of John, Paul, and George on drums because Ringo had full-on quit the band for two weeks and the rest of them had to beg him to come back. Since I came in on Gently Weeps, I want to go out on my other favorite track from the record Helter Skelter. Paul wrote it after reading an interview where The Who's Pete Townsend described their song I Can See For Miles as the loudest, rawest, dirtiest track they had ever recorded. If you've heard that song, you know it's not really that extreme of a song, and Paul didn't think so either, so he decided to really take up the challenge, and the result is one of the Beatles' most enduring songs, an early prototype of heavy metal. And since these days we're all apparently into carrying grudges for years over shit we've read on the internet just so we can air them on our own platform, <clears throat> let me take this moment to call out some fucking idiot critics who are immortalized on Wikipedia with absolute garbage takes about Helter Skelter dating to the 2000s. Yeah, fuck you, Ian McDonald and Rob Sheffield and David Quantic. It's okay to be wrong sometimes, but you probably shouldn't be that obviously wrong about something nearly four decades after the fact. You tasteless moron. Like with Mista Victor, happiness is a warm gun. Hey, that's good. Yeah, that's good. Uh, back in the JoJo SR. Okay, so. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. For a reference that someone might get. Um, Mista's trying to find Butcherati. Butcherati doesn't have his phone on. So he does the next best thing and shoots a bunch of bullets out the window and hopes that uh, uh, sex pistols can go find him. This is a very good use of his power that he never did. Like, why isn't he doing this all the damn time? He's better at this than Narancha. <laughs> Just fire your gun in the air and have sex pistols talk about it. Because it's not nearly as good as Narancha's. You're able to get a wider range and it's better. And Narancha so, yeah. has that, has that you know, breathing radar. <laughs> Yeah, but sex pistols can see things and talk to you. <laughs> also, you don't have to sex announce... Sex pistols can go yeehaw. Yeah. Wait, 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 wait. Yeehaw. Why? Why don't we just have sex pistols ride on Aerosmith? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Aerosmith has bullets. I don't know if Aerosmith's yeah. bullets count. <laughs> they should have just ridden Aerosmith into Mordor and thrown the ring in. <laughs> <laughs> I like I appreciate that he that this works because all of the sex pistols apparently share all sensory input. Like <laughs> Yeah, <you know>. sure. <laughs> a little stupid ass hive mind. <laughs> <laughs> I love the idea of a hive mind that's really dumb. Really <laughs> fucking stupid. <laughs> I actually like that apart. a lot. I, I need to use that in something. <laughs> Together, we are much worse than we were apart. <laughs> Together, we are way better than we were apart. But, uh, ooh, ooh, that's still bad. Stupid gestalt consciousness. <laughs> so, y'all, when this guy's girlfriend figured out that she was going to die, 
She yeah. accepted the rock. She held it and then jumped off the building. Yep. <laughs> you know, in order to preserve her organ. Yep. Why? Why are we so worried about Bucciarati touching the rock? Why will it kill it him true. instantly? Uh, peaceful death. Like, Be- because I, I, I just don't understand it. Because his death now won't help anybody in the future. It'll just keep Abakio and Narancha alive. It's really not clear how the stand works. <laughs> Look, it's not that she touched the rock and then picked it up and then jumped off the building. Uh, he, the rock actually leapt off the building for her, and then she like grabbed it on the way down. <laughs> yeah, she gra- She picked up the rock for an unrelated reason, and it threw them both off the edge. Oh, bullshit. It's <laughs> super glued to her. <laughs> God, when... Wait, this thing where Bukarati walks up to the... That's weird that there's a statue of him <laughs> writhing in pain. This can't I mean, possibly... I better touch it. <laughs> this roly-poly armadillo version of me. I love Sex Pistols, like, shooting it away from him and celebrating. Bitch, out of the air! Yeehaw! We did it! We saved Bukarati! Oh, it's so good. <laughs> The, the rock starts bleeding it's and becomes so like a goopy. Looney Tunes antagonist and just starts coming at Bruno. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they really pissed off that rock. <laughs> Piss off. Piss off the rock. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's gonna be stuck in my head all Oh god, I hate it I hate when it starts breathing. No. Yeah, the, the rock yeah. does some upsetting things here. It's 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 not really a rock anymore. <laughs> It's like bouncing and writhing and teleporting. And rolling around at the speed of sound. <laughs> Why is it doing this? Is this this guy's life? It's got places just... to go. It's got to follow its rainbow, Joey. This man's just walking down the street and his rock chases someone down and kills them constantly. Is that his life? Yeah. <laughs> He should he, just go again, live out in the middle of nowhere. He can't end his own life because the rock will not allow it. <laughs> the rock won't let me die. Uh, so th- th- there's just this kind of fight scene. No, it's not right? really a fight Wait, scene. It's mostly a rock flopping about, and every like Bucciarati doesn't know what's going on, but the pistols and uh mista are like we gotta keep this rock away from you <laughs> it's still treating it as like a volleyball like whenever it's going no more like dodgeball it's coming at bruno and he's like smacking it away bad <laughs> bad stand no yeah he almost used a sticky fingers on it and, and mista shoots it out of the way he's like no you can't touch it why not i mean are you going to explain it to me, my dude? No. And Misa's no. like, no. We, no. we made a stand that was so stupid, like its power set was so stupid. We can't, It has every power because we can't explain it. It's impossible. Yeah. But that's enough about Golden Experience Requiem. Uh, we're talking about, <laughs> we're talking about I, Rolling Stones here, Tim. So I love that Bucciarati, like when it's coming out of the ceiling above him, um, he uses sticky fingers to duck outside of the building. Yeah, that's good. And good he's call. hanging on the side of the building on uh, a zipper. And, yeah. uh, and Rolling Stone forces its way through <laughs> the zipper. Yeah, it's, it's coming through. Uh, if it, uh, All right, this episode's now forgivable because I get more Bruno Daddy. 
That's true. Yeah. We get to see Sticky Fingers in action again. And we get to see Mista solve the stand fight in a relatively clever way. As he grabs it and tries to suplex the thick from a seven-story <laughs> drop. <laughs> he's like, I'm not on the stone, therefore I can't die. Which is a leap in logic that he bets his life on. He bets Bucciarati's life on, and that's all that matters. He knows what's important. This sev- surely this seven-story st- fall will stop this stand. <laughs> because the only thing that can defeat a stand is another stand and a seven-story fall. <laughs> you know. Well, it's a physical stand, so maybe, you know what, I'll just accept it. It's, it's okay, though, because uh, Fugo... Fugo catches him with a fucking car. car. With a car. <laughs> and he's like, you forgot your tape recorder, asshole. <laughs> I really like that Fugo did not come back to help Bukarati, but because we still forgot the fucking tape recorder. He's <laughs> just uh, like, oh, hey, Fugo. And Fugo's like, fuck you. <laughs> like, Fugo acts like Misa did not he just... walks back. To, to talk to Bucciarati, and you see in the background, Fugo is just <laughs> crawling out of the car. This so is the funniest fucking thing that's happened so this good. entire see, Fugo's series. Fugo's also not in the stone, so he also can't die. <laughs> if we're not in the stone, we're effectively immortal. There's no way I could comment on the fact that we just fell seven stories onto a car and is walking around. He Look, should be in the hospital. No, that's pretty he normal for He slowed his descent by grinding the stone into the wall of the fucking building. <laughs> Look, he can survive six shots to the chest. I, I'm not too surprised. <laughs> Wait a minute. Mista doesn't get shot this fight. Uh! Oh, fuck. What a fucking triumph of Mista. That's how we know this isn't canon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I love the scene of him trying No! (laughs) Mista tries to explain the whole situation to Fugo and Bruno. uh, (laughs) But he's an idiot. He can't explain it. I can't explain it. I can explain it, but like the fact that he can't explain it upsets me. I I love that it just... I mean, he did just fall seven stories onto a car. I think he's a little shaken Uh, up. Yeah, Uh, probably. That's fair. But, like, just the fact that Bucciarati's like, Fugo, take care of this shit. <laughs> <laughs> you like, you figure yeah, this out. Take care of this shit. And Fugo is immediately get a comprehensible, like... Get a, get a story out of him one way or another. Fugo's immediately like, we are taking you back to Abakio, and we were just getting Moody Blues to do this. <laughs> <laughs> Which they should have done in the first place. <laughs> and then Fugo's like, don't don't I have to go see Leaky Eye Luca or figure that out? And Butrai's like, oh, no, no, no. I'll handle that myself now. <laughs> yeah, I'll no, do what so. I wanted to do in it the first place. <laughs> It'll be quicker for me to do it than to figure out Musta's report after he does it. <laughs> <laughs> and as they walk away, the sculpture looks down. It's th- the sand blows it away, and instead of one face, there's three. Yep, it's yeah. uh, Bucciarati, Abacchio, and Narancia. Yeah, that, but if you if you kill fucking... if you kill Bruno here, the boss would have won, and that's uh, that's a trade. That's a trade that you're that I'm willing to make. <laughs> I think Bruno still would have like. Br- it still would have won. Mm. I, I, I think Jorno still would have beaten him. Mm. It would have happened. Mm. No, 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 no. Because if Bruno dies here, Jorno never starts on that path. Yeah. I don't think Bruno would have died here. 
No, because the, the whole point of this fight was that The Rock was trying to get to Bruno so Bruno would just, like, die a peaceful death right now rather than going on to, like, die the death that's predicted by the stone. Uh, maybe, I guess. The stone okay, so then, who would have who would have dealt with Leaky Eye Luca then to meet Chordo? Uh, Popo. Popo would have gotten out of prison for it. No, he wouldn't have. <laughs> no, he wouldn't have. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, you taste like a liar. <laughs> Please, Nobody, stop yeah. licking me. <laughs> the answer is nobody would have dealt with Leaky Eye Luca because Bruno would be dead and not a goddamn person on his team is going to worry about investigating the death of Leaky Eye Luca after that happens. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. <laughs> All yeah, right. So, the, 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 ooh, four, foreshadowing yes. of these three. Both shadow their death. <laughs> All right. So now that the F plot is over, <laughs> I can't. No, I no, no. We gotta camp out on these three. Do these we three have people to move the the smoke or the the rubble? I, you can't do this. You can't do this. You can't post shadow like this. It's yes, not can. a thing. It There's, it's not a term. It's You're, not an actual. This is in this term. universe, Grant. This happened. You were. You watched it. It happened. We watched. You can't it, show it to me. The, like, you can't show it to me after we've already finished the plot. So remember when Zeppeli had the prophecy about his death that was revealed five minutes before he died. That was better this is, than this. No, this is Araki. It's the same trajectory. He just crossed the line of the present <laughs> that we never thought could be crossed. Like, okay, five minutes foreshadowing, really, Araki? Fine. Could it get any worse? Negative answer, 20 episodes. <laughs> 20 episodes later, he foreshadows Arakio's death. There is a line from there to here. We can see it we ah. just didn't think it was possible to cross the barrier <laughs> it's just it's just red and the arrows are going the wrong direction <laughs> yeah you can drive down the wrong side of the highway joey it's like Who's it, it's possible <laughs> it's like the, the whole point of doing something like this is to set viewer expectations and or like subvert them right yeah create right? drama or suspense right I, I, you know the you know dramatic irony <laughs> so. you know or, or. To, to set up something that gets paid off later so there's like a moment of of resolution or satisfaction you know like uh it's supposed and to give me an just, ulcer yeah, yeah. <laughs> what's your point <laughs> It's like it's completely worthless if you just do the thing and then like see here's the prediction you already did it you done it it's not even like there's the phrase drawing the bullseye around the arrow but like this is somehow even like less respectable yes this is not moving the goalpost. This is like kicking your field goal in a baseball field and then deciding it counted. Like it after the game is over. <laughs> well, games football's a lot easier when the enemy team's already gone home. <laughs> I... God bless um, this... him. This sculptor is really chill about everything that just happened. Yeah. <laughs> and look, he's just gotten used to this shit by now. It's not it's it happens first. every week. Yeah, every he's week. Like, I, I, he's like these these uh these boys, I can see that their path is going to be filled with hardship. 
They have a tough road ahead of them. He has this weird fucking monologue about destiny and us being sleep slaves to it. I'm like, (laughs) what does that mean? Sleeping slaves? Like, do not know what he means. Uh, Aren't we all just sleeping slaves to fate? But when you really think about it. Has anybody ever heard that phrase before? No. When you really think about it, Victor. Like, is this this a Matrix reference? Like, I... (laughs) Is that, this a like a like a phrase that only works in Japanese? That's what it's I'm an thinking. Activation maybe. phrase to kill the president. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> it was somebody's activation fa- like phrase. <laughs> now, now they've been activated and they they've have been to activated kill the pre- to kill JFK. That, yeah, that, yeah. That, that, today. <laughs> <laughs> the man Jojo Ian candidate. Uh, <laughs> um, I'm almost more upset by the fact that Iraqi has the audacity to bring us back to the present. Yeah, like it's somehow worse that we come back. <laughs> because here's the resolution that should have just been in the last episode, and then there should not have been an episode 39, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, like it's still not much of a resolution, but it's better than nothing or less than nothing as we got like worse than nothing i got an ending i got a rock (laughs) (laughs) oh thank you I went to Boulder of Land and all I got was this rock. (laughs) (laughs) Speaking of Boulder (laughs) of Okay, okay, this is what pissed me off the most is it he we have this scene where Trish like goes bump and then disappears and Misa sees one of those stupid orb like sculptures and he freaks out and I'm like that whole flashback was to set up this joke (laughs) this one shot It's not even good. It's not even good. It's not even good. She's like, I'm over here. I'm over here. Look down, ass. Mista. And Chorna's like, she's right there. What are you talking about, Mista? Trish died 30 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> and then Paul the Turtle walks around the goddamn. It's Coco like, Jambo. He's back. No, it's Paul the It's Paul the No, no, it's Coco Jambo. Like, he's. <laughs> He's That's why Polnareff's soul is sticking out of the key. He explains that he was on his like on his but way out because he didn't have a body to go back to. But then, but he his talks soul- with the turtle mouth. His he soul does. comes out. His soul got stuck to the stand. Like that's how he explains it. But yeah. he still talks out of the turtle's mouth until he uh, uh, <laughs> goes uh, like gets his half of his torso outside of the the turtle and then talks with his little ghost buddy, like, <laughs> ghost mouth. He talks out of the turtle mouth because Coco Jambo's there, but he doesn't have enough will to keep Polnareff from doing this. He's just like, yeah, whatever, dude. Just get. You're gonna be gone eventually. Why, like, <laughs> why is Polnareff's ghost so small? Because of the stand. Yeah, you get small when you go into the stand, Joey. You don't get that small. You, you, that's yeah. the wrong size. No, that's totally. You're right. either bi- you're either big or like a inch tall. Yeah, look. This is as like you're a, traveling is... as you're tra- traversing the barrier. You like do scale. He, yeah, he's a ghost. He can do whatever he wants. Can <laughs> ghosts change size? Yeah, so, yeah. Stands can change size. Stands can change size. They're just your souls anyway. So. <laughs> 
Oh, yeah, you're right. Okay. Polnareff was, in fact, one of the people who did that. <laughs> yeah, you're right. My bad. <laughs> too, I, <laughs> too bad he's stuck in turgle, turtle purgatory forever. Turgatory. Yeah! The purgatortis! How am I going to choose a name for this episode <laughs> with all of these? <laughs> no, you, well, you're going to get a dartboard, and you're gonna, just going to put a bunch around, and then you're going to throw, and it's going to be great. <laughs> Poldar's having a serious conversation with Jorno. He's like, okay, you're clearly the only responsible adult left. What are you going to do with the arrow? He has a conversation to him like he's not a, not like he's not a ghost and a turtle. (laughs) Jorno doesn't seem faced by it either. Meanwhile, Trish and Meester are having their stench conversation. Yep. <laughs> to call yeah. back that. Look, it's, this is at cute. first it seems like it might it's be progress. like a meet cute. cute type thing, you know, like where it's like, oh, we're starting a, like they're really understanding each other. There's going to be like a thing going on here. Nope, they're girlfriends forever now. <laughs> yep. They are, in fact, besties. <laughs> Look, I'm starting like, to believe that. I'm starting to, to think you're right about me being really smelly. <laughs> yeah, you don't know how you mentioned it. I have worn the same outfit for five days, <laughs> <laughs> five years. Oh. <laughs> Jorno announces he's going to keep the arrow, and they walk off into the coliseum. Yeah, you're going to put it in the turtle. <laughs> yeah, keep it. And Polnareff is like, "Yeah, I think I'll stick around as a ghost for a while. That'll be cool, <laughs> I guess." Also, if you have a moment, could you, like, call my friend Jotaro? I think he might be able to fix me. <laughs> or, or could you just make me a new body? I think you can do that, right? <laughs> you know what? Take me over to Narancia. <laughs> I could get in, his, in, that, in that body. <laughs> There's nobody honing in that one. <laughs> There's a lot of plants growing out of it now. Yeah. And then we go into our final modern crusaders that has rolling the stones, fucking at, the rolling stones at the bottom. It used to just be a circle and now it's rolling <laughs> stones. <laughs> it's the stupid Bucciarati sculpture too. Uh, no, it's oh, Island. It. Shut up. <laughs> and at the end, it's gold experience. Requiem. Requiem. And I was fucking right. You were right. You were right. <laughs> Absolutely. Like, I, all right. I called it because of who was on whose side in the uh, in the intro. That's who. Yeah. I, that's who I was like. I, I I saw it and I was like, okay, just solely ba- based on like what I saw in Stardust Crusaders. I think these are the people that are gonna die. These who the, who the people that are gonna live. And I was totally right, and I was mad about it. Yep. <laughs> Don't use the same trick twice, David Productions. <laughs> it makes You're me mad. Both right. Uh, Victor, did you think this is the end of the episode? <laughs> No, at I, I the knew end it wasn't. of Gold of Window Goldio. Uh, here at Modern Crusaders, no, I knew it wasn't because I hadn't gotten like an end card of any kind. No, to be continued. No, ah, yeah. fair. And then we continue the opening. Yes, where, where there <laughs> a bunch of mafiosos are taking the knee and kissing the ring of a fifteen-year-old they've never <laughs> met. Yeah. Who's the new boss? I would not. <laughs> okay, right. I'm not a hardened criminal in charge of an organization. <laughs> That you know runs Italy. All right. I just work a job. I, I would not swear fealty to a fifteen-year-old at my job. Also, <laughs> sticks. I don't know. Maybe these are the other like uh, capos, like capo people that have only like never met the boss, but they know the boss is gone now. And there's Maybe this, it, it, and there's this fifteen-year-old that's like, yeah, that was me. Boss is fucking yeah, dead. Yeah, I killed the boss. No, I'm no the boss sh- now. No shade to fifteen-year-olds, but like. I would say the average 15-year-old would make a 
bad godfather to a mafia organization. <laughs> I, I feel very confident in that blanket statement. Okay. Yeah, but you see, the thing is, nobody can oppose him because he will just send them to the torment zone. So. <laughs> he, will, he will send them <laughs> to the <laughs> Also, have you seen his sick new outfit? His Why is he always really carrying a turtle? Isn't yeah. this the manga outfit? Like, this is his canon manga colors? Uh, yeah, no, no it's I, blue. He's royal blue in the manga. Uh, the one I read is uh, black and white, so... Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, and Mista's got a new color shift here, too. Yeah. Oh. It's yeah. silly, but I like it. The purple. Very befitting his uh, new station. No, no, like, it's still I, it's still the same outfit, but in different colors. He's still got the fucking zebra-striped pants. He's like, <laughs> Look... If you're the bodyguard for the boss, you have to let people know that you're batshit crazy. Yeah. It's lunatic. It's Coco Jambo's here. Yeah, Coco Jambo's here. And he's on a, a, a nightstand with a, a flower, a bottle of wine, and a single zipper. A single zipper. What, is, that, is that what that's called? It's like an ag, the aglet portion, but for zippers? I don't know, man. It's a zipper it, pull. It, you know, so the pull. Zipper pull. Okay. Yeah, it's the pull. Attack, to remember yeah. Bukarati. <laughs> yeah, get on that zipper pole, Bukarati. <laughs> and a bottle of wine. And a bottle of wine. Well, I know... Uh, I think I That's remember... That's in honor of Bacchio. I think I remember yeah. uh, Giorno <laughs> covering Narancia's body in those in the white flower. Yeah, like, so that represent everyone here. I'm going to round that one up in Araki's favor. Yeah. Sure, why not? I'm not going back to watch it. Nope. Maybe it's an orange blossom. <laughs> Man, after after we got back to the col after we got back to the Coliseum, Jorno has had a nice wind machine that I guess the boss had that he's taken <laughs> over because his 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 mane is just gracefully flowing. Look, Mista opens this window and a golden wind blows Ooh. in. I like it. You said the name of the show. <laughs> also, Sorry, you, so, and a golden wind, like a 20, window 2018, yeah. like, 2018 <laughs> blows in. And you know, none of these like mafiosos have stands. Like they're all in fucking business suits. They're all losers. Yeah, right. yeah. What are they going to do? Come against a fucking fifteen year old with a stand? These are the, these are. This is just his bookkeeping team. Like, yeah. <laughs> be sure. funny this isn't even the mafia organization Bruno just started like a t- soccer club or something <laughs> I, 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 it's like Jordan's burn. just here running a fucking legitimate actual legitimate business but he's got Misto around his muscle anyway <laughs> we take things seriously at the Olive Garden <laughs> I need absolute loyalty from my capos <laughs> unlimited breadsticks doesn't fruit. <laughs> When you're uh, here, you're family. <laughs> Thank you, Grant. Grant just looked yeah, up. Yeah, I did some uh, some some uh, podcast googling, and Ooh. I'm pretty sure that it is an orange blossom. Oh, yep. All right, Victor. So, how'd you like the episode? And then, how'd you like the gold <laughs> window, Goldio? I. Good lord. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's a lot. Take your time. Uh, I, like, okay, so if Rolling Stone had not been in it, uh, <laughs> this last couple, this last ending here would have been okay. Would have been okay. You know, Trish and Mista having a little BFF moment, and uh, then Jordo taking over. You know, all the shit he just d- destroyed. 
right? There's no more Assassination Squad. There's no more boss. There's like the boss is trapped in an infinite <laughs> eternity of torture. If I had my way, we would have another scene at an Italian restaurant. The yeah, enti- yeah, but like the entire Naples organization is like in tatters. It's just me still left. Like <laughs> Rome is never going to be the same. Yeah, uh huh. Mm-hmm. Just after the nightmare that the city is, <laughs> thousands yeah, first, dead. <laughs> first the high seas will never be the same. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. But now I'm on the side that Jono could fix that at any time. He yeah, could he could, he could send notorious B.I.G. to fucking do an eternity of torment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, he could, couldn't he? Yeah, he could. He just doesn't. The same way he could make Polar F a new body, it just doesn't. <laughs> uh, if he made him a new body, he would he would just deteriorate. Could he put could he put notorious big in the key, then take the key out and just trap him in Purgatortis forever? Yeah, probably. Purgatortis. Yes. <laughs> I'm trying to combine tortoise and tardis, and I I can't get there. They're too similar. <laughs> uh, but we don't see Trish in this final scene, which is nah, whatever weird. I guess <laughs> she's over at Narancha's village, living life. Yeah, yeah. Uh, she's starting up her own like rival mafioso club. <laughs> <laughs> mafioso. Uh, so, yes. Ooh. Golden Wind as on the whole, whack man. Like I just <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got it. <laughs> yeah, got it in one. Damn, I, I, I like it way better this time, but it's still a hot mess. <laughs> I had a conversation on Twitter with somebody who ranked uh, Golden Wind as their top JoJo part so far, and I was like, "Oh, that's a take." And that's he was, a spicy <laughs> take. By what metric? I don't know, but the, he, he, something about it being just kind of very iconic and transcendent. Like it's just, uh, I don't know, something about it just takes a hold of the zeitgeist for some reason i, I uh, mean i transcended my limits watching this so. <laughs> but I, but i, I was like that's never... a really weird take uh and he's like well you know the the ending was kind of whack but i, I really <laughs> didn't uh, think there was something special about it and i'm like well i'm a little bit away from the end and i haven't uh had many parts of this part that i thought weren't whack so i can't <laughs> wait to have my mind blown and oh boy oh boy did i have my mind blown <laughs> <laughs> but yeah there are very few parts of this part that are not fucking whack like <laughs> i think bucciarati is maybe the best character Araki has ever put in this show like yes yeah probably maybe but the the characters are horrifically underutilized like we have an ensemble cast and then not enough time to actually use them we have <laughs> do anything like, remember, remember trisha's fight yeah. yeah, her one fight. I remember Fugo? No. Uh, no. Araki did and replaced it with Kakui. Uh, <laughs> uh, like, just, it, it, it's all over the fucking place. The stand fights seem like they're going one direction and then don't matter at all. Like, it's just like, the squadra is out to kill the, the gang to get Trish to get back at the boss. And so they have to fight their way through the squadra. And it's like, they should, y'all should have just teamed up. Like, <laughs> Buterati and Jordan were already on a secret mission to take out the boss. Like, <laughs> yeah, it it it's like it, it feels even worse than the Iraqi didn't figure out where Diamond was going until halfway through it. Like, this feels like Iraqi never figured out where Golden Wind was going. I think that's correct. Because, like, like, yeah, that feels right. Like he started with an end in mind. Even he even gave us the <laughs> the characters main goal in mission which was to take out the boss and he had no idea how to get there or what was going to happen in the meantime like 
<laughs> you know, I actually really like all of our main squad. Like, I like Bucciarati. I like... Jorno's eh, fine. Uh, I love Mista. I love Narancha. I love Abakio. Uh Fugo can get fucked. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but, like, I like the, the cast. It's just, I feel like it doesn't really coalesce. I like a lot of the villains, too. A lot of the villains have a lot of good traits uh, that, like, I end up, like, sympathizing with. A little there bit. are a lot of good individual pieces here. Yes. Right? Yeah. And they just don't fit together in a way that makes any sense. Uh, I think that's accurate. I would never fault anyone for being like, yeah, this is my favorite season. Because I'm like, yeah, I I can see a lot. I can hold this season up to the light and go, yes, look how many amazing like little parts there are. Look how many amazing scenes and characters. And uh, when I put it down on the table it just like falls apart spectacularly (laughs) (laughs) i mean despite all the criticism we've been harsh on this season i've had so much fun like rewatching it was a lot of fun there has been a smile on my face as we dunk on this the entire way through there is something special here maybe not good but something very special (laughs) like yes yes it's like it may have been a train wreck in the end but it was it still had a better components than like like it was a bigger train wreck because there were more episodes, but it's still better than Phantom Blood, right? Like it's <laughs> it almost feels like the inverse of Stardust, where I feel like most of the Stardust fights weren't that great, but somehow I really was there for it. Like the characters got a lot of good representation and got to do their things, and it ended a satisfying place. Where this one, I loved all the stand fights and the villains, but it didn't hang together, and not everyone got to do anything. You know? Yeah. Yeah. It almost feels. like... Yeah, that's a that's a good way to put it. It's like Araki is very good at giving us a main cast that is likable and memorable. Yeah. And he just for some reason has not figured out that you can't put this many primary characters in and then like give them enough screen time. It's not like it, he can take as long as he wants on the parts. Yeah. You can just add a couple of new fights. It's okay. Like <laughs> how long has Jojo Leon been going on for Tim? Oh, 15 so, so, years. So fucking long. <laughs> The problem is you can't give a main character a, a biohazard stand. It's what do you? Do, how do you write around this character? It's it's the, the poison in, the poison insects problem. Like oh, I made someone busted. I can't do it. <laughs> <sighs> All right. It, Would you like to know when the uh, when when the first episode of Jojolian came out is 2011 and it's ending soon. <laughs> no, it's, it just ended. It just ended. <laughs> Yep, like a couple of years. months ago. <laughs> to be fair, he's not on a weekly schedule anymore, right? So Correct. So it might not be longer. Although, Steel Ball Run, I think, is, I understand, to be very long. Good. I'm excited. I just... Uh, <sighs> there's, It's like Jorno has so many elements of his character that get just left behind. Yeah. You know? he He's just... He's brave, but good. He's incredibly <laughs> flat. He doesn't have personality which i don't think is a bad thing i don't think flat characters are inherently bad i think it's bad to have a flat character as your protagonist though is the issue i i disagree luffy is a flat protagonist uh, Luffy has interest like it's it's used in things yes. Jordan doesn't get mad Jordan doesn't like Jordan I'm doesn't not saying display flat, any emotion flat as opposed to like um, dynamic. I'm saying flat as in he doesn't have personality. It's just he doesn't do anything when he's on screen. He doesn't react strongly to a literal single thing that happens the entire show. Like, meanwhile, the, it, all <laughs> the rest of his cast, like all the rest of his like teammates, true. 
I have way more to say and do uh, That's not about true. what's going on. He has two, exactly two, extremely emotional moments in the show. And it's when Bucciarati dies and when Narancia dies. You're when, right. When he gave Mr. that hand job. <laughs> yeah, my bad. <laughs> and to a lesser extent, when Abakio dies. Like, the uh, character yeah. death apparently does do something to Giorno, but nothing yeah, else does. Nothing else. Like, yeah. And it's hard to really connect with that character. Yeah. It, what ends up happening is that Bucarati eats the parts that um, Giorno should have, and it's okay. Or, for, yes. It's it's okay for Bucarati to be the main character, right? Like it is. It's just weird that then Giorno's the main character. Yeah, yeah. Like, Bucarati's clearly the main character. Bucarati is clearly written to be the main character in in a lot of senses, but it's not really committed to. I don't think uh, the part probably would have been better had we just followed Bucarati and Giorno been an incidental character, like. The JoJo is one of the Joe Bros, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That would have been okay. Uh, hey, that would have given us a fucking excuse for the flashback at the end. I, to be, I know, to be it earlier. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and maybe yeah. give us a maybe give us that scene over like Bruno dying. Uh, maybe. I don't know. Maybe. Uh, but like, Ooh, that could have happened when the boss kills Bruno in that scene. That would have been an interesting spot for it. Yeah, because and the, then, then we could cut back to the other two faces being revealed at the very end. Or, 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 like, mm-hmm. it it does get some depth because, it, depending on what parts of that flashback you show, right, one of the things that happens is Mista shoots the stone and then it starts bleeding, right? Yeah. This is representative of when Mista shoots Bruno's body at the end. Like, Ooh, yeah. You're right. Mm. Huh. I... Th- unlike most Iraqi parts, I can point to things that would have still had it make it have the... F- just... Really, a Rocky? You know, just the <laughs> the exasperated loot, lunatic energy of JoJo, and still, like, I can have a few editor notes. Like, I'm not, I'm not sure what you do to the other parts to make them better. I think I know what you do to this part to make it a better JoJo experience. It, and that's what makes it so frustrating and so and leaves such a bad taste in your mouth is because what is wrong with it is so obvious. Yes. Whereas, like, something about like something with like Diamond, where even though the the what's wrong with it kind of is obvious. It's aimless for the first half of it. It's also not that bad and not that easy to fix because yeah. the parts that are before Kira are also still valuable. And the first half is yeah. still really fun. Yeah. Yeah. Because they're doing, doing like kind of, they're doing a certain thing. Like slice of life, you know, stand fight stuff. Mm-hmm. It's good. Of course. Yeah. And it evolves into something else over the course of time. Right. Whereas this is like, you're never quite sure where it's going to end up. You're never quite sure where it's going to be the next episode, and not yeah. in a good way. Most <laughs> of the time. I wish I wish I could even say that Araki has like cut out you know, some of the stuff that we fault previous parts for with like really bad things. But Malone was still in this, so <laughs> our boy oh. Pesci was still in it. Oh, yeah, Pesci was. Pesci was. <laughs> God, that fucking train fight is still like top three fights in JoJo. <laughs> Easily, really it's, it's so good. <laughs> it's very good. It's Butarati doing very interesting things with his stand that don't feel like bullshit. Like, it's, like Sticky Fingers is such a well thought out and fleshed out ability, right? Yes. Like, and the way that he makes Bruno use the ability makes it feel so organic. Right? Like, Bruno just does all this stupid zipper-foo stuff, and it feels right. It uh, works. But it's a then we hand. give the main character and the main villain uh, abilities <laughs> that don't make a lot of sense. <laughs> you didn't have to make the boss's power time-based. 
You don't have to do that every time. Right? And if it happens again in Stone Ocean, I'm just going to be angry because where does he go from here that isn't more bullshit? Like, my wonder, says Joey, who knows? God damn it. God Uh, damn it. (laughs) Like, Kira was cool. It's going to go backwards in time now, right? Kira was cool when he was just... Oh, sorry. Kira already went back in time. But yeah. Kira was cool when he was just bombs. That was cool and menacing. And still had interesting fights, you know? Yeah. Yes. Uh, yes. And, like, when it switched from his... Like, to his perspective uh, and to his son's perspective, like, that was very interesting. It was very cool. It was very mm-hmm. well done. And I don't like the boss. <laughs> I liked the Dopio perspective fight stuff. Yeah, yeah, I like the interaction between Dopio and the boss. Like, I think it was a mistake to not reveal the boss earlier. I agree. I think it was a mistake for the boss to be the way he was after he was revealed. Why does this man who has built up a criminal empire from nothing, you know, just like menacing, so like formidable, (laughs) then just come out and be the way he is for the rest of the show after that? (laughs) Just a fucking lunatic cloud watermelon motherfucker like this it worked on me when he was when they were chasing the arrow though like where he's like i am the but i deserve the arrow don't you see and i'm like okay i I like this like yeah god that's why i'm like that's how i am with the entire season is like there's like moments where like man i can't believe this is happening and then there's other moments like oh this is awesome yeah it's just it's just a kind of a roller coaster ride for me uh, I, I hate to say it, y'all, but like the fa- last like fifteen seconds of Bruno being the boss, uh, it worked for me. It worked for me so good. It worked oh, for wow. me so hard. Really? I fucking Jorno? loved it. Yes, Jorno being like in the mafioso seat, having these people swear fealty to him with yes, his that's good with his yeah. unlikely like entourage of guy with gun and turtle. <laughs> but like just that the, the 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 black suit with the filigrees on it and everything like just it it, he's good. so powerful looking there it mm. good it like it gives me that warm warm feeling and i'm just so excited it, it gives me a little bit of hope that maybe Araki will do something with that later but i don't think it's going to happen no, like absolutely I, it, not it's just Old a glimmer and i know it's going away tell. But it's just like we could. This could have set up for something thirty years down the road, where like Jorno has been corrupted by this organization that he set out to purify, and the Dio has taken over, and etc. Uh, like Jorno as villain would be pretty cool. Yeah, like that would be a great villain. It would be Geo in all caps. Um, Geo, yeah. Geo. <laughs> but I like. I know we've come down hard, and this is a long review things. But again. Uh, even the worst JoJo part is still a lot of fun. Oh, and it's always eminently compelling. Compelling is the right word. <laughs> oh, God. Hey, y'all. Well, I still really enjoyed uh, this season. We fucking made it. We did it. We're we've had, we've we... had a JoJo podcast for like two years now. And we are about to launch directly into Stone Ocean. I we timed lie. it fucking perfectly. Wait. I'm hyped. All of we our dead it. weeks this year, calculated. <laughs> calculated. <laughs> calculated. <laughs> We skipped them on purpose. Well, thank each and every one of you for watching along with us. Where can we find everyone? Well, you can find me on Twitter at Los Grantalonis. That's Los underscore Grantalonis. You can find me at Tim at Big Blue Zam, where we'll be posting cooler rocks. (laughs) Sweet (laughs) geos. 
Okay, okay. No. Uh, kill you. <laughs> you can find me on Twitter at TF Waffle Man. Find the podcast on Twitter at Joe Star All Stars and get your episodes in your usual places. iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, Joe Star All Stars dot Fireside dot FM. And if you want to contact us, please feel free to send something to JoeStarAllStars at gmail.com or visit us on the official and official Discord server set up by Dune. It's pinned on Twitter. Thank you all for watching with us. We appreciate each and every one of you that listens. Um, you know, if you want to support us, leave a five-star review somewhere. Tell a friend. Get us in front of more eyes. We appreciate it. We appreciate you. Boy, it's been a journey, and it's <laughs> not over yet. Because, again, we're going straight to Stone Ocean after this. We timed it just right. December 1st, it drops. So Hell it's expecting yeah. on the normal feed. But it'll be about a week after it because we are only human and unfortunately are incapable of releasing a podcast the same episode they drop. Yeah, we're incapable of releasing 12 episodes at once. As much as we would like to, it would kill our fragile bodies. (laughs) And and, God, Netflix's release schedule is so strange. (laughs) You know what? Be on the lookout for maybe a little bonus thing between this and there, too. Ooh. Something a little extra in the feed, just for y'all. A little sprinkle. Actually, just for people who might find the show, but whatever. Because you know what we didn't do this season? A clip a show. show. <laughs> a clip <laughs> show. <laughs> oh! Yeah! <sighs> All right, y'all. This is it. We're going into Stone Ocean. And the three of you are going in blind. Tell me. I want predictions. What do you think the villain's power is? What do you think... The JoJo's power is, and give me a, another prediction. Something you think is going to happen. So I know what Jolene's power is, so I'm not going to okay. guess on that. Y- you go but third I'm... on that. Okay, but I'm going to guess that the villain's power has to do with time again. Oh. A bold decision. <laughs> Are you sure about that? <laughs> I'm going to go with space. Space. Yeah, he, yeah. He's going to get okay. like an instant transmission bullshit or something. Okay. 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 I can tell you what the, the villain stand does, but first, I have to talk to you about parallel universes. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, some of you are maybe close, some of you may not be. There's only one way to find out. All right, you remember you remember what Elizabeth does in Bioshock Infinite, where they like yeah. go into parallel universes and then and then they like can affect things and it, yeah. Okay. okay, there we yeah, go. Yeah, that's that's it, pretty neat. Mm-hmm. It's it's not affecting the future and it's not affecting the past. It's affecting the literal present. Uh, <laughs> so, what do you think the JoJo's power is? Jolene Kucho. I'm pretty sure I know what uh, Jolene's power right, is. I, like, so. I, 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 look, it's going to be the same power it always is. Punch it. Punches real good. Punches I mean, real hard. Not wrong. <laughs> it punches real, real good. I mean, she is Jotaro's daughter. Right? <laughs> Her stand has sunglasses. It's so good. Oh, I, I have seen it. It looks very good. Uh, my, my, I'm gonna guess that Koichi dies, <laughs> and the series right. villain turns into his girlfriend. <laughs> All right, Victor, what's your prediction? Shot in the dark. Uh, Has to be other than Koichi dies. <laughs> so this is just who dies. I don't care. No, uh, it could be whatever. Okay, Jolene? my prediction is we're, this is going to take place at a women's prison. There is yeah. going to be more more female characters than male characters in totality, but the ratio is not going to be that far off of 50-50. <laughs> I think you're correct. Oh my god. But for I already, record, I already it know might right. actually be 40-60 in favor of men. <laughs> Grant. I think... Um, 
Uh, over half of the stand users that we defeat will get their tragic backstory after we've killed them. <laughs> <laughs> no, that, that's like the free square on bingo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, should we make bingo cards? <laughs> oh, that actually might be fun. Maybe we need to make Soda should bingo cards. So Aura's the free square, right? <laughs> yes, yeah. Aura is yeah. the free square because Jotaro's in the show. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm excited for this. God. Well, thank you all for watching. Thank you so much for coming along with us on this. And thank you for maybe continuing into Stone Ocean with us. This oh. is Joe Star All Star signing out for all of you Window Goldio nerds out there for the last time oh. with Window No Goldio. Whatever. Not the last time we do this ever, but you know, goodbye, Jojo. Goodbye. Goodbye, 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 Italy. Goodbye, Italy. We're never coming back. I mean, goodbye, Italy. You're getting eaten by Notorious Big. I hope the drugs win. Why do you have so much Garfield themed pictures? <laughs> Why don't Why you? Why don't you? Why do we have a picture of a big titty Garf girlfriend? <laughs> big titty Garf girlfriend. Look, so what you do is you save MJPEGs and put them in the forbidden folder. And then when you access them later, they become Garf. <laughs> the, the answer <laughs> is, it's a trend called Gothfield. <laughs> oh, okay. Ooh. Uh, what? <laughs> and I want you to just go ahead and type that into your Google. I'm not doing so that. So you'll be cursed okay. forever. I'm, I'm doing it. Okay. I'm not doing that. <laughs> oh, no. Right. Go ahead. Save share search. your screen. Share save, your screen. Safe search is off. <laughs> <laughs> what have you done? No. <laughs> Garfield trend images as <laughs> Garfield trend. Imagine Garfield is gone. <laughs> And sexy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. They're right. Both goth and sexy Garfield. It's Stop like, being so sexy. This is not. This is not okay. It's like Femboy sexy Garfield. It's like Femboy Hooters, but Garfield. <laughs> it's like Bowsette, but Garfield. <laughs> Garfet. 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 <laughs> I don't like Garfield. I don't like it. <laughs> I kind of like it. Sorry, I think the goth energy is more powerful than the Garfield energy. <laughs> it's going to awaken something in someone. <laughs> Nothing good. <laughs> don't talk to me until I've had my lasagna. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, I'm, mm. I'm just nope. scrolling through Twitter now. Just a... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Just a gif of Ron Swanson throwing computer in the trash. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, dare I click this? Yes. It's it's a link that goes to Newgrounds that says Gothfield. <laughs> no! <laughs> Do you want to come on this journey with yeah, me? Yeah, I don't Absolutely see not. <laughs> yeah, give, I, me, like, give me a link. I, I have link. no context. This could be terrible or nothing. Oh, God. <laughs> Oh All no! Right. Now I'm clicking on it. 
Okay. <laughs> My yep. Google's broken. It's 10 seconds so long. Okay. Stop jerking <laughs> off to the machine. Stop jerking <laughs> off to the <laughs> You can't stop me. <laughs> That's going to stop literally no one. It's too right, late. I'm- I've already jerked off. <laughs> I've already achieved. It was me, Barry. <laughs> It jerked you off when you saw Garfield. Garfield. <laughs> <laughs> that you would think you nutted. <laughs> Ginger squapped goth cartoon cat who hates Mondays. <laughs> it was me, Barry. <laughs> Fuck. Okay. Are y'all ready? <laughs> oh, y'all ready? Oh, are you sure that can go at the end of the episode? Do you think it's funny enough? <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> no, no we, should bury, we should bury it. <laughs> if we like a cat in a litter box. Yeah. <laughs> we can't Wait. let that loose into <sighs> the world. It's too late. <sighs> We've summoned it's not. that. It's not too late. You have My the hands power. are tied to it. They're not. <laughs> Hey, look, save much humanity. Like, much like a sculptor, I just have to find the, <laughs> the end of the podcast oh. that is already there. <laughs> I have no control over it. 